Get on my born sinner, gon' die winner. God's got my back, I'm preaching the facts. Trying to impact, so tell me what you know about that. Words do mean something, but actions mean more. So put your feet to the floor and step out the door. Trying to reach down to my coat. Keep my hands up to they soul. Alright, what is up guys? Welcome to episode 4 of the Knuckleheads Podcast. On today's episode, I have a buddy of mine that I've known for a few years now. I got linked up with him through a handful of mutual friends. He's pretty much at every single uh, hardcore show I go to. I know that, probably some other ones, especially at the Masquerade. He is actually has been and is still currently the promoter for the Masquerade. He is always full of energy at every show I see. I've seen him in the pit, and I think 90% of our conversations always revolve around music. So let's jump right into it with a buddy of mine. It is my pleasure to introduce to you, Joe Warren. Love the intro. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. I try. I try I try to get a, get a good <laughs> intro for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I say let's just jump straight into it. What was music like for you growing up? Cool. When it, like... How far do you want me to go back? Like childhood? Well, like, you, obviously you're at the masquerade, and we'll touch into that uh, of how you got started there. But, uh, and I know your musical taste now because we read a lot of the shows that right. I mentioned together. But what was it kind of like your transition? Because I know I went through my my like hardcore phase and and yeah. really transpired. Like, what would you say like some so, of your biggest inspirations so, so and when, what it I looked guess, like for I you guess growing up? When I was really really young like childhood like elementary i would you know i would be i wasn't really exposed to a whole lot of music like going to shows and concerts stuff like that wasn't really like part of my repertoire i guess for like better words but like you know the early the earliest exposure to music i can like recall was like disney music so like all the disney soundtracks and stuff like that um i grew up at disney you know big disney fan or whatever when i was a child or whatever you do all and the sing-along songs yeah okay. yeah no totally like all that all that kind of stuff you know parents would take me to disney World and stuff like that so like that was kind of like the first exposure to music i had when i was really really young and then and then funny enough like it was like the uh it was when tarzan came out and phil collins did that whole soundtrack okay uh and stuff like that and that was kind of like kind of led to what my parents were listening to it's so like the you know the classic rock basically is the general word yeah. for it so like anything on 97 one so like Beatles, Aerosmith, um, Jimmy Buffett, Bruce Springsteen, my mom liked Stevie Nicks and Heart and How can you Queen. not like yeah, Stevie yeah, Nicks? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So then so then it, the, the music I was getting exposed to was like the stuff my parents were listening to, which, you know, basically can be summed up on like, you know, classic rock radio stations or whatever. And then um, then it was it, it was really about not until I was about 13 years old, about seventh grade or whatever, when I got my first iPod. It was like the little iPod shuffle. The, little, yeah, the little like stick. nano. Yeah, the little, that, li that little stick <laughs> yeah. that had maybe you could put maybe 90 songs on it. <laughs> and my parents, you know, built it for me because I would, didn't really know. I kind of only really listened to what they listened to. So it had that kind of like genre of songs on it. And then, you know, I started listening to more music. I was like, OK, cool, cool, cool. And then. And then, you know, I would also be exposed to just what was on the radio at the time. So, like, when I was starting to become more, like, aware of music, it would be, like, you know, basically pop, radio pop at the time. But at that time, you know, it was more, like, I enjoyed it a lot more. It was, like, The Fray and Coldplay and, like, you know, good Beyonce and good Rihanna, yeah. old Panic, old Fallout Boy, that kind of stuff. So, like, good, that good. Is the stuff that was kind of playing on the radio. And then that's kind of where I started to discover the more, like, 2006 2008 mtv vh1 sort of um sort of music so that's when i discovered like my chemical romance and 
um, all the others started really tapping into all, that, all the other that stuff. emo culture. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the emo, <laughs> so they refer to the it emo, it. quote unquote, <laughs> alternative sort of culture. One, you know, the the music video for Famous Last Words was one of the first things that I saw. So, and I was like, oh, and I don't know, it's just kind of like a light bulb moment or whatever. It, it and, really then I, and then I would always watch like the the top twenty video video yeah. countdown kind of stuff. Like I would wake up every Saturday morning. That was like. That sort of became like my Saturday morning cartoons were like the VH1 MTV like music yeah. video countdowns when they were Same. more. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and then and then it started to switch more towards like hard rock. So like Breaking Benjamin and Three Days Grace and Shine Down and Sick Puppies and Nickelback here and there. That because that's sort of like yeah. more back in the day than for, uh, you know, for Georgia fans, the uh, the 96.1 sort of genre of music. And then we're ba basically we're at sophomore year of high school at this point. Um, I, so I, I consider myself more like a late bloomer. Like there's a lot of like band older, like legacy bands that I know, but didn't really like, was a stand of or like a super fan or knew like all the songs knew that come up. I sort of knew them after they became legacies yeah. and stuff like that. And then, yeah. So basically we're, we're back to like sophomore year, junior year of high school where the, you know, people I was hanging out with high school, we're starting to get more into like the warp tour kind of community stuff. So yeah. like you're asking Alexandria, your day to remember your Pierce the veil, your attack attack. And like you know, it's it's funny because like when I was listening to like the 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 radio pop and the and the hard rock, I was like you know I like this, but I didn't. Uh, there was a time where like I did not like scream vocals, like I did not get it. I can remember at one point I was saying you can't like being one of those people who's like you can't even you know you don't even know what they're saying. How do you even like this kind of stuff like that? I was actually one of those people at that time. <laughs> and then they I, they they kind of they one of the first things I was exposed to was the Data Members cover of Over My Head by The Fray and their cover of uh, Pop Goes Gone by Punk yeah, albums yeah, yes. broke so many people into the yes. hardcore scene no absolutely and I, I will stand I heard, behind I, that to anyone no that you're <laughs> absolutely right like the Pop Goes Punk that's you know basically so it was sort of like the perfect teeter-totter that kind of yep. got me used to the scream vocals and i was like all right cool because you knew what they were saying then because it was like yeah, oh, no, i know absolutely. these lyrics yeah, but now yeah, i can absolutely. make it fun and let it out and like, then and then i and then that sort of like led me to their original music where i started reading the lyrics and i was mm -hmm. like okay this is actually really cool and it's actually like you know stuff you can bop to and then you know they they my the, the friends i had in high school were actually the people who like kind of introduced me to going to shows my 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 very first concert like ever was about 2009 ish it was bon jovi and daughtry so and like okay. i went with my mom and my brother but the first like general admission like show that i went to was uh at the seven venue actually in douglasville oh man R you're throwing me back now <laughs> r.i.p um but uh but yeah yeah and then it was after like that and like the second and third show that they took me to the second show was um i think asking alexandra we came as romans hell at the masquerade something like that something mm -hmm. along those lines um, but, uh, yeah, and this is about 20, 2012, 2011, 2010 ish. There's a high uh, chance that I was at those shows. Yeah, probably. So it was like, so that was kind of like my first exposure to those shows. And after being at those shows and being involved in those atmospheres, I was like, I get it now. Yeah. Like this makes sense. And I, you know, and then I became one of the people always in the pits, like Gator mentioned in my in, in his intro or whatever. Uh, you know, I would stage dive and crowd surf and all that kind of stuff. Still, still moshing stuff now. Yeah. I guess I've tamed a little bit, but you know, like for the most part, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 though it's those kind of shows that like it's the energy and the people. Yeah. And it, it's kind of, it's very also kind of ironic that like it's people like being aggressive with each other, but as soon but as the song's done, not, it's all like hugs and love and your your shit. average person on the outside <clears throat> looking in would automatically assume that it is aggressive. But I tried to have this conversation with someone the other day because they just they don't understand. But I was like, 
no one there is out for violence. Hell no. And if there is anyone there that is in there for violence, they're getting kicked out. They're going to get, yeah. Like, and I've seen it. If you come They'll in there and numbers. you start trying to fight, hit, start fights, you're getting kicked out. I've seen you, I've seen myself hit somebody and we're like, hey, we're good. Like, and you just keep going on. And, and I think one of the things that always draw me to the hardcore scene, and I know that's one thing me you can uh, like relate a lot on because we, we've been through those times and still go to shows. As, as like I said, we were just talking about going to a show uh, this weekend, but uh, it was always like this outcast culture. There was, but there was nothing but love in the culture. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what always drew me to it. And when I, like, when I first started, like you said, with the whole screaming thing, you kind of, it's like an acquired taste. It is at first. It, it's the easiest know. way, like terminology, I would say. But like once you get into it and you understand it and, and you're you're there, it's, like I, I said, like, I'd say yeah. it's nothing but love. I feel like it's more of a matter of just being exposed the right way to it. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So you know, after going to those shows and everything like that, you know, I just became obsessed with it and captivated by it. like like uh, I would just always want to go to shows and then it was after after going into those shows and stuff like that you know, I just sort of like wanted to be a part of that and I didn't yeah. really like you know at, at first I was just a showgoer I enjoyed it and then it wasn't really until about sophomore year of college it's about four years after the you know years after the fact now after you know going to shows consistently or whatever that uh that I was like yeah, I want to be part of this because, like, my first years of college, I went to Georgia Southern, or two two and a half years, I went to Georgia Hell, Southern, Hell Southern. <laughs> and and I and, and I was four hours away from Atlanta, or I, I grew up in Cumming, but so about five hours away from there. But you know, basically, I was hours away from home. I didn't have a car. My parents wouldn't let me have a car at college or whatever at the time. But uh, so you know, basically, like, I, I I would eventually. It came to a point where I basically would plan my home visits around a weekend around show at the Masquerade. Yeah. So like, I would come home like. Friday, Friday night, Friday afternoon, do like the dinner with the family. Saturday, I would go up to Kennesaw where my friend, where my, where those, where the friends at the time were, uh, for, were located, and then we would all like go to a show at the Masquerade and shit like that. So basically, and then Sunday, Sunday, I would meet up back with my ride, and we'd go back to Statesboro, yeah. and then you know Monday we plan the, the trips whole, around yeah. the shows. Yeah, yeah no, so I get that. So, so then it was just that whole like obsession and like following concerts and following bands and listening to bands and finding bands that those bands listen to and so on and so forth that I was like, I just, it, my, my, you know, my taste just sort of switched all the way to music. And then after, after about two years of that, I, I left Georgia Southern, partly grades, partly change of interest or whatever. But, um, uh, that was kind of like, you know, I was in Atlanta at the time I, I transferred to Georgia state and then I was going to school, like, you know, middle of Atlanta, and, 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 I, and then I was like, well, I'm, I'm just, I switched it. I, I, sw- I was, I'm a business major now. And I'll, you know, that's kind of where I was like, I want to be in the music industry. So how do, how do I do this? Yeah. And, uh, I actually had a, had a friend at the masquerade. Uh, her name's Kelly Scarrett. She, she was where she was like an intern at the masquerade back in 2014. Kind of like when I started going more consistently, like mm-hmm. at least once a month, twice yeah. a month. And it eventually became like biweekly and so on and so forth. Just, and I was still like paying for shows at this time too. Like I was just a patron who always wanted to, you know, just be a be the masquerade kind of stuff. And so I asked her, and then, um, um, so I did, so basically it kind of started with just the whole, like, cover letter, resume, interview sort of mm-hmm. process, like, you know, any general job or any general internship or whatever, and then, but, you know, I had zero prior knowledge or zero formal education in the music industry. I was just ambitious as fuck, determined as fuck to just, you know, be a part of it. Be a part of it and, and prove and, yourself. And that's sort of, like, was my whole, like, emphasis and pitch in my interviews, you know. 
and it, it worked out and everything. Um, I had my interview with still my current boss, Melinda DeSoto. She's the main national talent buyer at the Masquerade. But, uh, um, you know, I had my interview with her, and then I got hired January of uh, 2015. And then basically, basically from there, I was like a basically it was like a social media marketing promotion intern. So my role, my main roles would be um, create finding Facebook content. Like I basically we would go through the so show schedule, look up those bands, see what they were talking about. And if, was, if there was anything like a music video or an album or whatever like that, I would pass that along. We would also do email segments. So like back back. Um, back page of Ticketmaster kind of stuff, just yeah. building email segments that, you know, if you just, if you ever buy a ticket from Ticketmaster, subscribe to the Masquerade emailing list, basically those, you know, those are where, the, where those emails are going to, you know, people who buy, buy tickets to concerts. So, like, say you buy a ticket to a metal show, that, you know, it'll basically kind of, like, keep record of that, and then that way people who are making these email segments will send you, you'll, you'll start getting, like, all those emails, like, yeah. for all the other related kind of shows. Um, and then flyering um and postering the venue and stuff like that and all yeah also also at this time like this was still at the old building as well i did the first year and a half, like the, I, I was there for the last like year and a half of the um old spot and then they encouraged us an in, uh, to do as an intern was uh book your own show uh so they would kind of coordinate w with you to give you either like a purgatory or, like a hell room and then you would basically get to build your own lineup featuring like you know Georgia-based, yeah. Atlanta-based, independent yeah. local kind of stuff or whatever, um, and I was like, yeah, that sounds dope as hell. Yeah. So, so May it was May 2015. I did my very first show as like in just I was just an intern. My only pitch at the time was like, hey, I've only been in, I've been, I'm in, been an intern here at the Masquerade for a couple months. They're giving me an opportunity to do a show. Would you be down for it? So the first show I did was basically just people who I knew through going to shows and yeah. happened to be in a band. Or maybe I knew them in high school, and they were in a band. Or maybe I knew them in college, and they just were in reached a band. out to whoever you yeah, knew yeah, to, ba to so try to organize it. Basically, my first show was a five-band homie bill, just people who I knew at high, through high school or college or shows, and it you know it did like over 100 people. I think I think the final headcount was like 120 or something like that. And just seeing something that I came up with like on paper come together, come to life, and be successful. Like people came to the show, I was like. Yeah, this isn't what I want to do. Definitely, this is, this there was not a like, doubt or question yeah, in your mind, like, this yeah. is where you kind of wanted to be? Zero, zero shadow of a doubt, like, this is where I want to be. I want to be involved in the music industry, so on and so forth. And then about a year and a half after being there, you know, I was like, I don't really, I don't want to be an intern anymore. Like, I want to start, like, you know, I, I don't want to leave here. I don't, you know, I don't ever see myself leaving for a while. And so, you know, that's kind of like where I kind of brought up the whole pitch or whatever to my boss was like, hey. I don't really want to be an intern. I want to be an integral part of here. Then it was April 2016, we're looking at now, um, that they, you know, sat me down and um, a partner I had at the time. And uh, they were like, you know, we want you guys to be like the local talent buyers yeah. of the masquerade. That's kind of like the word they use for it. So do you focus, I guess we'll, we'll tap into some of the duties and stuff. Do you focus yeah. more on local talent or do you handle ones that are like, like where the last show I went to, like straight from the path. I know they're from New York. Like, do you have a relationship yeah, with I mean, them or? So, so, the, so the national buyers, uh, um, Elena and Greg, they are they're the ones who you know if if the band is like signed by a big label or has like a booking agent or like a manager and stuff like that, and or ha you know basically has to deal with like contracts. They're going they're going to be the ones that deal with that. Um, first I started with like basically like the really small like you know what people call local yeah. bands or whatever. But then you know after after seeing like how strong the community is like. 
a lot of a lot of the bands in Georgia, like you know, sure they're based in Georgia, but a lot of them like you know are professional. They they tour on their own, like they book their own tours, they do their own tours, they promote their own tours and stuff like that. So so they really so they really they they really are a lot like national bands. They're just not signed or anything like that. So yeah. you know that's kind of like where I started like kind of transition the focus and start like hey you know just because they're like based in Georgia like doesn't mean they don't have any you know don't doesn't mean they can't get to the level that yeah. you know the straight from the past and like the data members and all that kind of stuff and all the other artists and bands you can think of are you know currently at mm -hmm. basically my, my focus at masquerade is working with like the independent the regional the DIY kind of stuff mostly Georgia based but I, I have worked with some out-of-state bands before um, uh, do you have how many promoters work there because I mean there, there's, there's three, three? there's two, okay. two national talent buyers and then there's myself who I could, you know, I consider myself a promoter talent buyer, but you know, I, my focus is more on the independent band. Yeah. So like, you know, if they, if they want to like do like expensive rentals or like anything involving contracts, just because I don't have, um, education and you know, whatever, and we're even working with contracts uh, and stuff like that. So I, I work with like the more like the self-managed and the, you yeah. know, independent sort of bands, but, it, but you know, again, they, uh, no matter what size of band you are, like pretty much, pretty much all bands deserve the same amount of respect. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I feel I like there is agree. a lack of it just because they're not signed or not, you know, whatever. But you know, for one, 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 one thing I've you know learned by being at the Masquerade is like you know we treat all bands with the same amount of respect, and um, no matter how big or how small, because literally every band, every artist you could possibly ever think of, there is no argument to it. Started from a local level or you know a DIY level, you know. Yeah. Obviously, some were privileged and lucky enough to spring off quicker than others. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are some bands like um, three that always come to mind or always fit or like Hail the Sun, Iceman Kills and like Let Live. Mm -hmm. Bands like those, like they were undiscovered or unknown for like 10 years before they even got like any sort of national recognition. So like when I started paying attention more to bands and seeing their come ups and stuff like that, because, uh, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, how, how it works or whatever. Um, it uh, it, it kind of just shined that light, like on, hey, you know, any band that is serious and dedicated and determined to do this has all the potential to get to yeah. the level of festivals and amphitheaters and shit like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I completely agree with that. And I, this is a question I, that popped in my head. Like, you say you were like handling some stuff for them. What's what? Do you get like crazy requests from bands? <laughs> like, have you like? Is, is there uh, been yeah, something I mean, you don't have to name the band no, but what's no, one of the craziest I, no, I, 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 I would never do that but you know um you know i after i i've i've been there for over five years now so definitely you know you definitely ex encounter a lot of different interactions and you talk to a lot of different people from you know all over the region all over the country and stuff like that so you know you I, i've definitely experienced my fair share of interesting conversations um you know i i i'll do like hospitality for national bands so like so for some of like the national bands i'll see like crazy stuff on their writers like non-food related stuff that i'm like where where the heck am i gonna get this but <laughs> do you um, have to get it yeah uh, i mean for the most part unless they tell me not to get it like i'll get it for them but as far as like the bands i'm working with they're they're still at the point where they're just very gracious and very you know happy to just receive they're just ready to be, to be on stage and stuff yeah. like that okay um I do, you know, there, there, there is a, with, with being like a small, you know, DIY independent band, there is definitely a certain amount of like profession, professionality or etiquette. You, I definitely think you need to have as far as like reaching out to venues and stuff, because, you know, you're trying to like prove yourself. You want to, you know, so like, I see no reason to like try and reach out to anyone, you know, you want to take seriously if you're not going to take yourself seriously. Yeah, I get that. 
you mentioned earlier, and I, I, I witnessed it. I remember my last show there and everything. Um, the Master Raid has always had like this, I'm going to use this term loosely, like a darker, like the dark vibe, like the old mill and everything. Cause right. like, and it's always had that like gr- grungy kind of Yeah, grungy, punky. It's well, talk about the move from the old building and how that's kind of like affected y'all because yeah. a lot of people still they don't realize that the masquerade is now at underground Atlanta, which is baffling to me. But you know, yeah, <laughs> it, it, I've had some people be like, "Hey, is this the semi North Avenue?" And I'm like, "No, we're it's not at North anymore. Like I can see that old building yeah. now because we're." two blocks away from it right here where at my place. But what was that transition like? Cause you got to witness that. What was the transition like? And like, have you seen it like affect attendance for the good, for the bad? Like what, just talk a little bit about that transition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so granted I was only, I was only an employee for the masquerade for the last year and a half. So like, I definitely did not get to experience a lot of the, like behind the scenes and the kind of stuff like that. I would, and I, you know, obviously I was still new. So they, you know, I wasn't really, allowed to quote unquote allowed to hear some of the behind the scenes yeah. stuff but um uh ba- basically it, it was definitely like a big a big deal to you know some of some of our employees there have been there for upwards to 15 20 i think even close to 25 for some of them years so like you know it's that de- it, it was definitely it, there was definitely some emotion behind it or whatever um because you know it, it we it, it's definitely a transition, you know, being um, in one spot for so long and then moving. I've experienced the place was I, home. Know, yeah, yeah, more or less. <laughs> you know, it's it's basically like you know, and and it can be compared to like leaving your childhood home or whatever. Which you know, I I lived in one house for like 15 years and then they moved kind of like down the road and it was it was weird being in like a different house. So I, I I definitely you know sympathized it with that and I was only there for the last year and a half, so I can't really hold a candle as far as emotion to you know some other people. But uh, it was definitely. It's definitely a cool to experience, you know. It definitely being there for. I, I was actually there on the very the the, la, the very last night we had shows there, um, and you know it, it for 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 a while like it was we weren't like we weren't really sure when exactly we were gonna move. I know there was like, hey, this is the last show, and then like some more shows yeah. popped up, and and to my knowledge, the masquerade was actually like the 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 the, the main the the one word to reason why I guess they wouldn't move is because of the gentrification or whatever, but um. Yeah, gentrification, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was like actually like bought out kind of like years before we actually did move, mm-hmm. and then it was really like you know more like outside stuff like the housing crash and shit like shit like that that kind of like impacted the delay on it. So you know it, we weren't really necessarily sure like it kept like the date kept changing and stuff like that. So there was definitely a lot of like gray area. It's just because there's a there was a lot of you know outside pieces like that or outside of our control and whatnot. Um, but overall, I mean the the move was. Easy, easy, like you know, we the the uh, the people at the work in the masquerade at the time were, they were they were actually the ones that sort of like renovated the rooms that we have now. Like they were the first people to like break down the walls and stuff like that. And so, like, I was about to say, how did the underground Atlanta thing pop up? I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure. Okay, I wasn't really involved. I, I didn't really hear any of that. I just sort of was like along for the ride. Yeah, um, I get that. But there was definitely a period like when we were you know in that great period like you know getting the new place ready and getting the old place cleared out kind of stuff where. You know, we we didn't we it was our it was like our masquerade staff that was like working on the rooms and mm-hmm. setting up the PA and, you know, building the stage and building all that kind of stuff, uh, changing, changing, which were, you know, the re- these rooms, which used to be basically clubs into now concert venues kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but but overall, like I, I was kind of ex- uh, me, I was kind of more excited about the move 
because uh you know at that at, at that time i was just like you know i i was ready for there was a lot of like change and transition going on just you know personally and outside of just NASCAR stuff but um you know so i, I was actually kind of like excited about the change it was like a new it's like a new it was like a new chapter it's like a new thing because you know the old we, they were at the old spot we were at the old spot for like 20 26 18 27 years or something like that I was sort of like following like precedents and you know trying to keep up whatever but with a brand new spot that me and then obviously Greg and Lion were like um were the um like you know we we we, we were we were kind of the one setting down like the foundation for the new spot like I was the first local talent buyer still I'm kind of thing there so you know rather it's than trying fresh to, start trying, to trying to like up upkeep um a precedent mm -hmm. it was kind of like here's a fresh start here's a new foundation that we can kind of like build our own and honestly like the in the move has in the long run the move really hasn't impacted anything our as far as like yeah. numbers go especially in the last few years our tickets are the ticket sales and like the num just overall numbers have been exponentially better there than at the old spot yeah. obviously I, a lot, a lot I of, really a lot of do Everyone, like I've had a lot of people, you know, like and like I said, it was like home. So I'm not gonna take away from that. I no, have so many not. memories in that yeah. building. From yeah, my my. I never went started. to a show in the purgatory. There, I only went to heaven and hell. But like now, I've been to every every single place at the new new spot. Yeah. But it's still I mean, the vibes of the masquerade, quote unquote, are still there. Like nothing, no, it yeah. does not feel any differently, like at all to me. A lot of the culture that comes with, like I said, the, the grunge culture and all that, like what I was speaking of earlier, like, like what, and I guess this will touch base into that too. What y'all, most of the things that uh, the artists that y'all book at the masquerade are, uh, do y'all look for less mainstream? Do you look for the independent artists more so? Like, what do y'all like typically look for? It, it, right, it, yeah, and I mean, because I mean, like, y'all ain't gonna have somebody. Like, I, don't, I don't think y'all would. Y'all like Post Malone. I don't think would be at the That's great. Like, I don't no, think that would be a good. Even <laughs> I know he's huge now, but and he's gonna be doing State Farm Arena and all. But like, what makes y'all pick who y'all pick and reach out to, or they reach out to you as well? Because I mean, I assume that some people would reach out to y'all as well and want to be there. Yeah, I mean, so obviously traditionally, like you know, the 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 place was known for you know punk and grunge and metal and stuff like that. Now that we're in a new location, stuff like that, we want it. We definitely want to be, um, we definitely want to be competitive with like you know larger venues, the more like mainstream venues and stuff. Um, you know, because the masquerade is like its own independent entity. Like we are basically like our own entity that is sort of like in competition with other. Um, promoting companies and you know stuff like Live Nation and stuff like that. From from what I have um, learned, it's just like you know we, we just try and find things that are like be competitive. We definitely still are one of the you know largest venues and most uh, recognized venues that still caters to DIY independent stuff. Um, but at the same time, we also want to be competitive and we want to be one of the best and biggest and kind of known promoters within you know not only the state of Georgia but probably Southeast as well. Um, so. You know, we, we definitely want shows that are going to be, like, successful and, you know, bring new – also bring new crowds and bring new exposure. So that way we're not always limited to, you know, just the metal core, just the punk, I say, I've seen a, a rise in and, – and this goes for not just y'all, but the, the rise in hip-hop. And obviously I yeah. I personally 
do more with hip hop than I do with the core scene now, but like I, I have noticed a rise in shows like from Denzel Curry to Dave East. Uh, I mean, I see a lot of ones we like had, that pop a, up. We had Roddy Rich on uh, Roddy Monday, Rich, and that was a sold out show. So that was really cool. But yeah, I mean, and but also like, and he's it, a huge name right now. He's he, yeah, he's definitely on the rise. Homie just won a Grammy, so that's pretty cool. But I mean, we we've also hip hop has also been with something we've catered to like. We've had Future in the past. We've had Childish Gambino in the past. We've had T Pain in the past. We've had Lil Dicky in the past. I, re- I do remember at the old Masquerade back when y'all finally got the outdoor park. Uh, Wiz Khalifa done his Wiz, with the mm-hmm. uh, Rolling Papers mm-hmm. uh, tour there. I Future, remember that. Future had his private, intimate, like uh, DS2 album release or whatever okay. there. Um, currency another one who frequents the venue and stuff like that so i mean we, we hip hop some we've also catered to as well that's never really been out of our repertoire before yeah. but you know now nowadays we're also you know we've also done stuff like you know we've had like live podcasts come through um we've had um that that girl who makes slime or whatever we've had like stuff like that okay. we've had we you know um we've had like hell 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 pollute hell Hell's, hell's a poppin it's it's like a freak show i'm terrible i'm you know did I'm, i did i see that i guess it might be this come weekend is the odds are in, yeah uh, i'm not sure i'm not yeah the atlanta atlanta oddities market yes the first that's time it we, my dad it's, went it's, to it last year yeah it, it's <laughs> it, it's the first time i've heard about it but um it uh it, it seems it seems like a cool event you yeah. know that it should it should be successful as well but you know we, we're always trying to be like we're, we definitely are going to be you know always going to have like our warp, we're always going to cater like the warp tour crowd and the punk oh, crowd yeah, and stuff like sure. that. That's your roots. Yeah, I know. Uh, absolutely. Like, like you know, sure. that we're, we're like definitely like the venue that caters to that, uh, that sort of demographic and culture. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, we, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to be competitive. So we, we will do some experiment stuff. If we think it's going to, you know, bring new heads and new faces and a lot of them at that too, we'll definitely, you know, we'll definitely give them an opportunity and kind of see how it yeah. goes and stuff like that. If, if, like, I'm gonna just use like an example. Like, let's say if I finally release my music, I know I've been needing to do that, but uh, like, if I ever wanted to perform there, would I just like just reach out to y'all and say, like, what will it take to get on here? Is it something you have to be like asked with a tour thing, or if I like, if I wanted to just have a show there, like, yeah, just for okay, me so at Purgatory, like, smaller, so I, I, yeah, I can, I can give you that whole rundown. Um, yeah, so ba- basically, like, you know, if, if, you're an, if you're an independent artist. Preferably based in Georgia, preferably, preferably, you know, regional or whatever. Probably mo- more, more so preferably based in Georgia. Um, you know, you, I'm, I'm the person that you know you would reach out to. I'm the one who caters to like the, the Georgia-based kind of artists and bands. All of our contact information is listed on the website. Like, basically, basically every venue and any like you know, good venue has all their contact information on their website. So you just literally got to go to Google search the venue, find their website, look at their contact, and it's usually all there. And, you know, every venue has, like, their specific, you know, ways to go about it. You know, sometimes they want EPKs. Sometimes they just want, you know, for me, I just want to send you, have you send me your music links. But basically, you know, you, you don't, you don't want to just be like, hey, how do I hop on a show and leave it at that. Yeah. You know, you want, again, it kind of like, if you're an independent artist, if you're, you know, want if you're someone you're someone who wants to be serious about your music and make like a you know career and sufficient living off your music, it is very very important that you reach out you know in a professional manner. You have a certain level of, level of etiquette. Um, you know, introduce yourself, say where you're from, 
you know, say like where specifically you're from because we're in Georgia. A lot of people like to, you know, say they're from Atlanta, but then I later find out they're from like fucking Woodstock or Cumming <laughs> or Carrollton or Jonesboro <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, that's not Atlanta. And Georgia's yeah. a great state. Like, I love the state of Georgia. You know, I've lived here practically all my life since, you know, basically kindergarten and on. So I, I've grown up here. It's a, it's a beautiful state. I love the state. So, like, be proud of where you're from. If you're from Warner Robins, say you're from Warner Robins. If yeah. you're from Macon, say you're from Macon. If you're from Griffin or, like, you know. T-Town. Um, like, Alpharetta, <laughs> Kennesaw, Marietta, Roswell, Thomaston even, Savannah, Statesboro. Just say, like, where specifically you're from. Yeah. So that way, you know, it also, you know, because because that's where you are like you that's, know you're gonna chant like me being from thomas and if i did do it were to have a show at the masquerade like there's a high chance that you're gonna get a good bit of thomas and people to come like possibly, being from yeah there. yeah absolutely you, i mean the, the potential is all there so you know introduce yourself say where you're from um say like little thing about you like what what makes you different from all the other rock or hip-hop or whatever your genre is bands out there which kind of is like your reason for us to book you provide like all your links. Give me like all your social media links. So like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. give me all your streaming links. Cause so fo- like nowadays spot- your followers make a difference. Yeah. I mean, as to if for the business side of booking and tickets and all like that matters. Yeah. Cause like, and then, you know, send all your music to like your Spotify, your Apple music, your SoundCloud, your Bandcamp, your reverb nation, whatever, whatever, wherever it is, as long <laughs> as like, you know, Ooh. yeah, some people still use it, but uh, you know, wherever it's like publicly accessible, um, send all of those too. Cause like, you know, all, all that stuff, you know, is like going to be your first impression. Obviously it's not all about the numbers, at least in my opinion, you know, always be proud of your numbers, but like basically like that's like what's these people these promoters these bookers are going to see initially so like you want to put your best self, you want to put your you want to put your best self forward give them like your best you know first impression kind of thing um i'm immediately turned off by super informal stuff i'm super turned off when people like will leave will like basically basically find my address on and then like kind of text me from their phone and i see the sent from my iphone or android at the bottom like i can't stand that like you that basically tells me you you're sitting Te- in your you, car. You basically, you basically texted me, and I'm yeah. like, it, we're, we're, we're like, if, if we've been in, you know, contact or like we've known each other for a while or we've worked before, then, you know, then obviously I'm not going to like get mad at you yeah. or, you know, whatever. But like, it, it's, it's all about being professional and having etiquette and like, you know, that stuff like that. And, you know, you don't want to like text yeah. a it, professional well, venue. I think basically. The, the, the way I would put it is start building a, re- a relationship. Yeah, build with a y'all relationship. And yes, exactly. That relationship, you can only hope. With, and you, this is beyond just the venue. This is just a personal. It could be personal relationship. Any yeah, other venue, any other artist, doing. like yeah. build up these relationships. In which, I mean, I, I'm only worded like this. Build up these connections that will then turn into relationships. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. I think that's the but because I, I, you could be a connection to me, but if I don't have a, I can sit here and say, oh, I, yeah. I know you, but but that doesn't do anything yeah. like it, it building a relationship with someone and and being a like real about yeah. stuff and being straightforward and, and professional I, I mean i love that, that terminology yeah. still of of how to act yeah I, you know i hate the word i've said and, i hate the word know, pro but, or expert but uh yeah i mean i i do think building that relation building up to a relationship is what would kind of really get you towards the doors of yeah, and, abs- and absolutely, and you know, as someone who is 
you know, virtually on the same level as these, you know, Georgia-based bands, just in it, just kind of in a different setting or whatever. Like, I, I, I like building relationships with bands because, again, like, you don't know which one is going to be the next big thing, which one, you know, could be the next big national touring band or the next one to, like, you know, represent George on a national level and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I definitely like having those relationships built. And unfortunately, you know, the higher up you go, it definitely gets – it definitely the, – the game kind of changes a little bit. It definitely becomes a little bit more corporate. It definitely becomes a little more, like, cutthroat, a little bit more, like, you know, just kind of money-hungry in a sense. But, you know – Unfortunately, Yeah, yes. un unfortunately, <laughs> it is what it is, though. But, um, you know, like, I, I want to, like, you know, kind of build – grow with these artists and build relationships with them so that way, you know, we can kind of set a new precedent, a new sort of, like, foundation so that way when – you know, hopefully when when the when we are at that kind of sort of higher level, we have a lot more influence to kind of set a whole new kind of regime, kind of new like image for the overall etiquette, the treatment yeah. of bands, the overall, you know, not not like, you know, not like every band is, you know, disrespecting anything like that. But there's definitely, you know, it's the, the music industry is definitely a beautiful thing. Like, I absolutely love it. I am completely in it for the right in it to win it kind of thing. Um but, you know, like any industry, any across the board, there's obviously going to be some room for improvements. And I feel like there can be some room for improvements, at, you know, at least as, as as far as like the higher ups we go, you know, as far as like, you know, maybe what could be played more on the radio or like what gets advertised more and stuff like that. I would like to see definitely, you know, more of a balance of like rock and alternative and you know, mainstream pop and all the other genres, you know, kind of equally represented yeah. where where nowadays I feel like it's definitely more just on like top 40 pop. Oh, yeah. And every every so often there's a top 40 artist that I can, you know, get behind. But I don't know. Late, lately, I feel like a lot of it now is just, you know, it's it's very cookie cutter. It's very basic. It's a lot less disingenuous. Yeah. Whereas, you know, these, these bands at the smaller level, the independent level, like they're just happy for opportunities. They're happy to have new gain gain new fans perform for 100 200 people like mm -hmm. you know they they I de and then you know hopefully when these bands start growing they you know recognize the more privilege you know these privileges and these opportunities they have and yeah. become more gracious cuz also I feel like you know there's there there can be artists out there I don't I can't even specifically but you know like there there becomes like a mentality where oh we don't care about local artists we don't care about blah 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 it kind of becomes like a whole like you know different mindset and hopefully hopefully we can get to a point where you know we start bringing these more like professional you know these more like um independent bands to a level you know and carry on these sort of like you know new new mindset new transition to like you know just have like you know just more like opportunities for people who yeah. deserve these opportunities no, I, I i completely and i understand exactly what you're you're saying there um yeah, I mean, I, I fully get that. So mm -hmm. we're touching base on like working with people. I, I, this is kind of a, a random question, but like, no, you're fine. do you work with like ticket? I mean, I guess it's not random given the topic, but do you work with like Ticketmaster and Live Nation and some of those bigger like ticket agencies like hand in hand, or is that more of the national promoters? Masquerade will occasionally do like some Live Nation shows. Like we've had shows at Tabernacle before, we've had shows at Buckhead Theater before. Um, I think we have a couple coming up, if I'm not mistaken. But nevertheless, we, we will occasionally do like co-pros with them, uh, co-cooperative co promotion kind of stuff. Yeah. Where we we're, we're basically like we we both go, we both are promoting the show at the mm -hmm. same time. I've seen um, a lot of that with y'all lately. Like I like I'll, I'll be scrolling on, I check like the all schedule on mm -hmm. masquerade.com yeah. a lot, um, and like it'll be like 
Friday Playhouse or Buckhead Theater. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I, I know those locations are not the same, but yeah. So that's actually in, in, insightful. That I see what you're, what y'all are doing there. So yeah. that's cool to know. Um, yeah, but uh, and then we 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 sell our tickets through Ticketmaster. Um, always have to, as far as I know, and it's probably just like a con- basic contract sort yeah. of thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, but I I don't directly work with like any people there. But like you know the the masquerade entity you know sells the tickets through Ticketmaster, and then we do like co ops and yeah. stuff with Live Nation here and there, depending on who the artist is and how big they are and blah blah blah. Kind of usually usually money reasons too as well. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we have like you know backdoor access to like Ticketmaster stuff to where we can like keep track of our accounts and stuff like that but uh but yeah so like as an entity we do but i you know i personally don't is there any upcoming artists coming to the masquerade maybe you could tell us about like our and we'll even do it like this some that's coming that uh you're really excited for give me like yeah like three or so if you think of that that are like you're kind of excited for that and that and you can touch into that but i see you always posting up about Two takes, maybe. <laughs> what? What? what is, so, is that so like want, a friend? Do you want? Do you want me to? Do you want me to do? Um, do you want me to do bands on the rise? Or do you want me to do like upcoming shows? I can do both. But which one do you want me to do just, first? Just give me a couple on each thing, if you want. Okay, I'll I'll do shows first since you asked that one first. All right. Um, as far as upcoming shows, let me let me um, check this where you. Can I mean, because y'all got shows about every night, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting to the point where we have shows every night. Um. In in March we have two nights of Dance Gavin Dance back to back. I did so see Saturday that one. night and Sunday night. I have not seen them. That is in a so lineup. That one's uh, Royal Coda, Veil of Maya, Issues, Animals as Leaders, and Dance Gavin Dance. We uh, we announced one night of that, and then that sold out. And then we had announced the second night and before the night before, and that one's about to sell out too. So I'm really excited about that. DGD awesome. is definitely one of those bands that have been around for me for a while like i haven't really the first time i've seen them and i think i told you this like when you actually mentioned this show what, at the last show i was at well, one of the last shows i was at uh the last time i seen them was on scary kids scaring kids farewell Jesus. tour in hell oh my god that's great that was the first time i seen them wow so um let me think um in a couple weeks we have uh we have thrice coming up uh that's a that's a 15 year anniversary tour it's them, me without you, drug church, and holy font. So that's going to be a really cool show that's coming up. Um, and then you know, just another kind of nostalgia one. Uh, we came as Romans is coming through like the week before that show. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're 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 performing uh, to plant a seed in full, which was like the you know Take their their album. first album. That was when I discovered them. Uh, first time like I that. saw so, them at the masquerade. So that's definitely <laughs> going to be a big old night of nostalgia. And then I'll throw in, I'll throw in a fourth one. Um, um circus survive is doing an anniversary tour for blue sky noise which is an incredible album uh polyphia and gouge away are the openers for those two so, or for the for that show so um i'm excited about that one so those are probably four ones that come to mind like right at the top that cool. you know i'm probably i guess and I, i've, I've heard for. of all of those so yeah so those are gonna be really fun yeah. just uh and you know it, it i i guess it just happened they all happen to be anniversary tours but those those are always fun where where bands get to perform the entire album in full yeah. you know because it's basically like you know It'll be like reliving how it was, how many, however many. X yeah, throw years me it was. back. That's yeah. a, I'm gonna so, so try I'm, my I'm best always, to go I'm to that always, weekend. I'm always a Romans. sucker for those anniversary full album tours because, like, throws you back the those times. They, for the most part, they only happen once. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of like you kind of have to go, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So, so as far as shows come at the Masquerade, um, that's um, definitely kind of like what's what's in my radar. Obviously, we have shows every night. 
especially there's now. Way, there's especially, way more than just those. Especially but. now that we're rolling into February, there's definitely going to be shows every night of all different genres. So, you know, I always tell people just, hey, bookmark our calendar, put mm-hmm. our notifications on C first and stuff like that. So that way you never like miss yeah. a show. Um, but as far as like, you know, the Georgia, Georgia community or whatever, um, I'll, I, I can give you, I guess you, you wanted, you wanted to hear some bands that I kind of, yeah, hit, hit me with a couple bands like locally and, and then yeah. we'll kind of wrap it okay. up. And cool. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you five of them. You, you, since you brought them up, uh, the two takes are one of them. Uh, you know, they've been around for about three years now. They turned three years old, I think in a couple months or whatever, but they're, they're, they're like an alternative rock band for, for lack of better words. They're incredible performers i ended up i booked i actually booked their first show in 2017 uh their singer had hit me up with like um you know all, with, with all they had at the time were like you know three covers and original on like soundcloud that's like all they had at the time but at that at that time i was much i was much younger and lesser experienced and like we were also just trying to get the name out there i was trying to get my name out there and as well as you know get shows at the new spots since we had just yeah. moved there um but i had booked that first show and after that, I was like, I was watching them and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I was just, you know, because I, I was still kind of like a metalcore kid, too. But like I would I was watching. Them, I was like, yeah. I didn't really know that I liked this music as much as I did. But I'm, I'm it's always fun that. to find tap yeah. into a different genre and find somebody. That yeah. You like and, you know, I I'd really like also also, I, I you know, music is very, very subjective. And like, you know, I don't um, it, it, it sometimes it becomes really hard to like compare them to other bands. But, you know, for lack of better, like, you know, for, for people who need comparisons to get into bands, if I had to give you a couple, probably, like, they get the 1975 a lot. They kind of have that, like, you know, bouncy kind of indie kind of tone to them. Um, um, uh, Young, uh, Young the Giant is one that they can be compared to. Um, things like The Killers and things like arctic monkeys i guess but re- but really they are just like they really like have a whole like unique sound of their own kind of thing so it's really cool they're incredible performers they're it's just like i don't know the guitar tones it's like the style it's like the yeah. the, the kind of lyrics the delivery geo's got like a their, their singer it, it, he has a really good voice so i don't know it's just like it, they're, they're one of those like complete quote, quote unquote complete package bands they have the look they have the sound yeah. they have the you know all the you, things you like even that. have confidence so, so, in I, them. so after i bo- yeah. saw them the first time i booked them a second time and just to, you know just to be sure i wasn't like crazy or anything like that and the second time like i felt like i felt it like more the yeah. second time than the first time so i was like okay i'm not crazy there's something here i'm in it for the winning so you know uh i i definitely helped them a lot with you know promotion and getting them shows and getting them exposure and stuff like that so I don't know. They 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 did something to me, and yeah. now I'm you know kind of, that's cool. definitely one band I have my on. I guess you know a lot nowadays. Um, yeah. Then then I'll go into um. Let's say, I'll go into some give me, others. Give me um, just a few more. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, Left to suffer. They okay. are like a deathcore, hardcore, new metal. Very so like very heavy, them. very good. Okay. But uh, they they're they're incredibly talented. Definitely one of the heaviest bands coming out of Georgia right now. They are actually just finishing up a tour with uh, Bro Job and Hunt the Dinosaur. Okay. Um. They the all all the all of the uh, members have been in past projects. Um. Um. And I I knew them from their past projects. I've known the singer. Was this now one two three about four bands ago? Way 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 back. He was okay. a group called The Wicked Within. That's where I met him. 
but and then he kind of bounced around bands and then kind of the other members were in other bands and stuff mm-hmm. like that i think i think the drummer and the guitarist if not both of them were like the core members and then they brought in the bass and the vocalist and they kind of like went under the name and then they switched to the name left yeah. to suffer um um and you know they they have they only have like five singles out now but they got a really good team behind them and they're just really humble guys really really talented uh personally i think taylor is one of the best like heavy vocalists yeah. within the you know community or whatever so you know i so they, they definitely have a lot of momentum going they're starting to get that steam rolling and get that kind of more exponential growth um and you know they this is like their fir- their first like more or less national tour kind of thing um so so that's really cool and the fact they've been around like under this name they've been around for about a year and they've had a lot of success and i can only see more exponential more growth from them um sarah and the safe word is the third band i'll talk about they are definitely one of the most unique bands from georgia sarah and the safe sarah word. and the safe word okay again really really hard to describe kind of like gothy kind of punky kind of cabaret they're like an eight, they're an eight piece band so they have okay. guitar, vocal, bass, keys, violin, viola, and like a woodwind section now recently where the guy will bring in like a bassoon or a saxophone or some kind of like woodwind instrument. It's it's really cool. Um and yeah, so so they're they're and then and then drums of course, obviously. But uh but yeah, so um they're they're like they're like a eight piece, like gothy cabaret sort of thing but they they're they're incredible performers we've done a lot of cool shows together we've done a lot of tribute shows together and they they're all all set of seven of eight of them seven eight of them are super talented um sarah their singer will tell me that she'll come up with like a melody in her head pitch it to the band and then the band makes like an entire like song out of it out of that so so yeah so it's 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 really cool and like they're just completely unique they're one of i consider them one of those like quote-unquote complete package bands yeah so they just you know and i always try and get them like you know shows whenever i can whenever it's appropriate and stuff like that so i that's definitely one band to definitely keep an eye on um maggie schneider she's uh she's a pop kind of rock kind of pop punk her her roots are in like the emo scene, like mm-hmm. the MCR, the Fall Out Boy, the All Time Low, that kind of stuff, and then uh, oh Paramore as well, and um, she, one she, incredible singer. She I've I we've known each other for years and years. Like I I I think I was introduced to her like right just as I was getting into the Masquerade because she had she would always frequent there and perform in Purgatory and then eventually Hell and then eventually Heaven stuff like that, mm-hmm. and she and she's starting to put out like her best work that she's done yeah. a while and her performance has gotten better for a while it was like just her with an acoustic guitar and her voice has always been good but now that she has like this full band behind her it's on a whole like next level kind of thing so maggie schneider would definitely be another name to like keep an eye out for um hit me with one more yeah i'm gonna hit you with one more let me think she can i do two i'm gonna do two that's right. cool Sorry, there's all no. There's you're the, good. You're it, good. It's really, see, it's really hard. But this and is I, what I, I was like, relating to the beginning. We can sit here and talk music I know, all day I know. long. And, like and that is ninety percent of our conversation. And to so. anyone who listens to this, like I, I, I wish I could shout out everyone because there's literally <laughs> fucking thousands of them, and I love all of you very dearly. But uh, I'll run through this a little quicker. But uh, st- uh, stay here. Uh, they're yeah. like a more rock band, kind of alternative rock. They're they've been hustling for years. They've been under different monikers and stuff like that. They put out an album called Grow back in December. It's easily their best work they've put out. 
I mean, again, I don't really know how to describe it. It kind of fits with like the email alternative kind of stuff, but they're hardworking. And then Seder, they are, they, you know, again, another band that's been around for years, kind of putting the grind. They, they're putting out some of their best stuff right now. They kind of fit in the more like Fall of Troy, DGD, but they, they're even going more towards like periphery and like plenty and like the more progressive and the more technical they even go they can even like eventually probably open they they have clean vocals but they can even open for like more like you know more metal kind of stuff yeah and stuff like that but uh but yeah so i'll wrap it up with those two as those are definitely six bands to you know as far as the overall state of georgia obviously again there's thousands of them i love all of them dearly i've worked with all of them yeah and it's it's very definitely very very difficult to whittle it down yeah, but um for sure especially picking out but for it, certain but as, styles but as far as like current hype current yeah. most momentum i guess those are probably the six Something that come to mind my, awesome cool well i want to thank you again for coming on here no, this and is doing super this fun, man <laughs> um, I, I, I love doing this and I, i'm grateful to know you and and people that i can bring on to be able to yeah, do we this know each other for like four years i'd say it's been some years because i knew you at we, the old masquerade did we meet through gabe um is that how we met or was it through like? It was I, all I know. It, it was probably, at the masquerade. It's all, yeah, either, either, way, either I, way. I, it, that's why I didn't put when I was, was intro introducing you. I put through mutual friends because it was just that's cool. I've all I've just known you at shows, and I think most shows I always reach out to you and go, "Hey, you gonna be at this show?" But yeah, like I said, it, I want to thank you again for coming on here. Um, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, giving me some more insight into not just the masquerade because that place does a hold a place in my heart but uh the back end of promoting and booking and stuff so once again i greatly appreciate that let everybody know how to get in touch with you um even if you just mainly instagram is fine whatever yeah and masquerade i mean i'm on, as well I'm on facebook that and instagram joe warren on facebook uh instagram is joe underscore warren underscore all lowercase um yeah, I mean, you can hit me up there, um, and then, you know, I'll get, you know, if you're trying to, like, get booked or whatever, I'll give you my work email, and then uh, we can, you know, go from there or whatever. Cool. Um, but, yeah, you know, you can usually catch me at various shows, <laughs> you, usually usually at the Masquerade, but I go to I go to shows go everywhere all, all the time. I, I enjoy live music. I mostly go to shows by myself, so, I mean, you know, if you want to come say hi to me at a show, that, that'd be tight, because I'm usually just hanging out in my own little world, enjoying my, you know, enjoying my time or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, that's where, that's usually yeah. where you can catch me at. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again. And thank y'all everybody for listening to episode four of the knuckleheads podcast. I got another one lined up, uh, this coming weekend. Um, so look forward to episode five and I will see y'all next time. Yeah, get them up, 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 get them up.